0: They say that experience is the best teacher and the best way to learn from experience is to learn from others who have already found success. For this season of the guy who knows a guy podcast, Michael has lined up a great group of successful people who will share their stories of how they got started and some powerful lessons from their accomplishments. He'll also be introducing you to people who
1: are just starting on their entrepreneurship journey to share what they've learned so far. Success is
0: not just about money and we'll meet some people who've been successful in very unique ways. Entrepreneurship is an exciting journey, and we're glad to be along for the ride with you. Here's your host, the guy who knows a guy, Michael Whitehouse. Hello, and welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm very excited about our guest today. It's Brian Godfrey. He is a young entrepreneur who runs a company called Bold Grooming. He was sharing a bit of his story before we got started, and I think you're going to be inspired by some of these, some of these things and some of the ways he got started. So, Brian, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing fantastic. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. It's great to be talking to you. Um, so let's start with our usual question. Brian, what makes you awesome?
1: What makes me awesome is how I look at life and mm-hmm. just how beautiful I can make it in my own head and by my own thoughts.
0: That is huge. That is huge. And so, so you are younger than, than the uh, people we usually have on the show, or the average person we have on the show. Um, you're telling me you just graduated from college two months ago?
1: Yes, I'm 23.
0: 23, okay. And yeah, it it took me uh until I was I don't know, 40 to get to the point of of consistently seeing seeing the world in a positive light. I was tried to, but didn't really land it there. So you're doing you're off to a really good start if you're doing that at 23.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: Um so so how, how did you how did you do that? Um how did you manage to to get that kind of mindset?
1: You know, that's actually a really good question. So for a while, I was always like growing up, I was a very just pessimistic kid. I don't know why I just was. And maybe it had to deal with football and, you know, they're always, you know, I played football for a lot of my life and they're always, you know, bring the anger out of you, bring the, you know, bring the emotions out of kill you. Kill them,
0: smash. Yeah, yeah
1: really kill them, you know, whole thing. And I did martial arts um, for a long time too. Mm-hmm. And martial arts really helped me learn how to control your emotions. And mm-hmm. so I, that's how I, like, I really fell in love with the art too. And then kind of with life, I just, I don't know, like I learned that the more I thought in a positive way, the more I just looked at things different, the more things changed in my life. You know, you can take just a simple situation of, um, like I dropped my water, I dropped my applesauce. I don't know. And mm-hmm. so you go oh my God, it just ruined my whole day. You know, there are all those people who are just like, it just ruins their whole day you know, this yes. one little thing. And, you know, it can, you kind of just like look at it and it's like, life isn't that serious. You know, you kind of look mm-hmm. at it and be like, you know, how can this help me? I mean, not particularly for the applesauce or whatever you spill, but yep. you know what I mean? Just in situation, you know, how can this help me? How does this kind of, how can this make me think differently? You know, just that type yeah. of thing. Well,
0: and and, that, and that, that's a huge thing. I met someone the other day who uh, had just totaled his car. So, yeah. and, and of course, you know, as is often the way before you total your car, you spend a bunch of money repairing it. Right. Uh, so he just put a bunch of money into it and then totaled it. And he just doesn't, didn't know if the insurance is going to cover everything. Didn't know if he had rental coverage. And his attitude was, I think that was the universe telling me to not worry about money so much. So I'm going to take this opportunity to not worry about it and see where this leads me. And mm-hmm. you know, so many people, you total your car, what's your first thought? Oh my God, why did this happen to me? And, and why, why is this always happening? And things are so bad. And then you, then you clam up and you stop accepting opportunities and you stop talking to people and you stop and, and, you know, bad leads to worse and worse leads to terrible because you, you bring it on yourself. You drink, you spill your applesauce and then you don't go to your job interview and then you don't get the job. And then you,
1: you know. the whole rabbit hole that you just go down mentally too. And as soon as you yep. break that rabbit hole, there's like, why, why did I think like that? It, like, right. it doesn't make any sense.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, when, when I was younger, by which I mean, like last year. I would find myself going down that rabbit hole sometimes I could see myself doing it. I'd be like, okay, I know, I know I, this is stupid that I'm getting so upset about this. And, but it's such a, a discipline exercise to learn to pull yourself out of that rabbit hole and turn it around and change and change the attitude. Um, and yeah, you, so what, what kind of martial arts did you do? Uh,
1: Kenpo karate.
0: Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. I do, uh, Yamashita karate. Shorin Ryu right. I think is the discipline. Um, but no, I, I totally see what you're saying. Martial arts giving you that focus, and it is definitely my happy place to go to when I've had had a tough day to go out on the floor. And it's fun. I don't know what it is on about.
1: It thing. is so fun, like to hit people, get hit. I don't know. It's something fun about mm-hmm. it. Yeah,
0: it's fantastic. Uh, so, so tell us a bit about your business, Bold Grooming, and you know what do you do, and how did that get started?
1: So, Bold Grooming is a men's grooming e-commerce business that I started about a year ago. And so we sell products for um, beards, and soon to be actually, we're expanding all, um, our product lines to skincare lines and hair product lines for guys. And basically, the whole premise of the company is to keep men's grooming super duper simple. Okay. It's just every product line we have is like a three step kit, right? And each kit was designed to be kind of like an essential, basically. Mm-hmm. And so we're not, you know, promoting all these fancy schmancy products that you can buy that are mostly all the time overpriced, right? Mm-hmm. We give guys exactly because guys don't even like to ask questions or whatever. That's why they have Google yep. and YouTube. So it's like we give them exactly what they want in these three steps, and you apply it this way, and that's it. You know what I mean? We don't beat around the bush. We're like, this is what you need. This is what you do. Do it every day. You look good. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely huge. And I'm I'm thinking you're saying that you, it sounds like you don't sell beard care. You sell beard solutions.
1: In a way. Yeah, I can definitely see that. So it's like, we do have, you can use the term care, but it's like, it's, it's basically just like making people look good using the Mm -hmm. highest quality products. so They can look good so that they can feel good.
0: Yeah. But, but in the sense of you're not selling, you know, shaving cream and razors, you're selling a beard. Yes. Uh, cause, yeah. Cause, you know, I, I don't want to buy yeah. shaving cream and razors and whatever. I want to buy the answer. I want to buy, you know, exactly. not having to worry about it. And, and what you said was spot on, you know, guys, guys don't want to ask questions. Like, I, I don't want to have to care about it. I just want to do it. I want to do it
1: They're like do all the work for me. And that's what we do. We do all the, you know, research and all the work for them. We're like, all right, these are the exact products you need and just use them
0: and you'll look good. Okay. Uh, and, and so how did you come up with that concept?
1: So, I came up with the concept. So, I guess backtracking a little bit, I had two former e commerce businesses that I tried to launch and both failed. So, from that experience, and you know, I was doing it the YouTube guru method where I'm, you know, doing Alibaba and drop shipping and all of that. And because that's the only thing I knew how to do, I didn't know anything else because that's the only thing that's on YouTube, you know. Mm And so after the second one failed, I kind of took a step back, and I was just like, okay, what do like what can I do to make this like a real and authentic company, right? And so I just started looking at things that I just do, and you know, everyone, I have like I have a red beard, so everyone always notices it. And you know, Mm -hmm. I was in college, I was in a fraternity, and so guys would be like, you know, what do you do for your beard, dog? Like, what are you doing? What are you putting in it? And I was like. That's actually, this is interesting. Let me, let me take a dive into this. And so I took a dive into the men's grooming stuff, you know, and that's really how that got started. And I mean, I love it. I think it's so interesting and it's so fun just to help mm-hmm. other guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a, there's a, a place around here. It's, it's called the, the Fresh bend Spa and they do that. They're manicures and pedicures, but they're fresh hand treatments and fresh foot treatments because a man doesn't want a pedicure,
1: uh-huh.
0: but a man does want, you know, fresh feet right and, and i think there's definitely a movement in that you know for for men's self-care and positioning in a way that's not that that's not uh you know beauty treatments but exactly. that's that's branded for men i think that's, that's a really really clever idea um and yeah like when 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 guys in fraternity would ask you about your beard it was kind of like the you know whispered outside like hey uh, what do you what do you do for your your beard there
1: um, um was sort of like I- a beard
0: awkward conversation when they're asking you
1: um kind of i mean it was more just like i don't know in my fraternity i was like the i was literally like the godfather air quotes like people called me the godfather basically because i just i was like the dad you know like i had all the answers people came to me for advice for everything so people like just came to me and just asked me stuff all the time including just beard questions and so yeah with that it just it really sparked my interest though when a lot of people were just kind of asking me more questions and i was like hmm And I like beards. I was like, I definitely should take a dive into that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I I think that when, you know, guys not liking to ask questions, especially personal questions, um, about, you know, grooming type topics, because we're supposed to have all the answers. So it seems like there's a great, you know, great niche there to have, have the answers on a website that a guy can go to in the privacy of his own home without having to be like, I don't know how to manage my face.
1: Literally. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like when I started getting into this, um, You know, it was like, I didn't really know what to do or, you know, the questions Mm -hmm. asked or the products to buy. And so I felt just lost for so Mm -hmm. long. And then I was like, I don't want other guys to be lost as well. I'm like, why don't I just go and create my own company that is literally geared toward guys starting out in their, you know, quote unquote grooming journey all the way till, you know, they're what like 30 something. And, you know, just keeping that lifetime retention where people can start at different phases of the of their life and get that interest and then just keep them.
0: Okay. Um, so, so we were talking before we got started about how, um, you started back in college that you launched this business. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so us a bit about the, the story we we're talking about before you got on, about how you were, you're on your way, on your way to be a doctor and decided that wasn't, yeah. wasn't the path for you.
1: Yeah. So basically I went to San Diego state and mm-hmm. I went in there as pre-med. Like my whole life, I'm like, I'm going to grow up. I'm going to become a sports med doctor and work for a team. I'm going to make a lot of money. Right. And when I was a freshman living in the dorms, I heard about this club to join um, for pre-med students. So I joined it and it was fun. They, you know, a bunch of cool kids and they would bring in speakers every week and it'd be, you know, different types of professions in the healthcare field. And just hearing all of the education and the work required just to finally get a job, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. And then, you know, they would talk about, you know, the 24 and 48 hour shifts at a hospital and all the blood and the trauma you see. And I was like, I just, I just don't like blood that much. And I was like, you know what? I need a switch basically. And so the, I ended up switching to physical therapy because mm-hmm. I was like, all right no blood, but I still get to work with athletes. Like this is going to be a lot of fun. So I ended up getting, um, an internship that following summer at a physical therapy clinic in Santa Monica. And it just, I just didn't like kind of being told what to do. And I Mm -hmm. really have been like that where I like being told what to do. I just don't like it. I like telling people what to do and helping people. <laughs> you know, like I like being the, the leader in the big dog. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the truth of it. You know the, the godfather, if you will. Basically the godfather, right? Um, all the strings working for me. But um mm-hmm. yeah, so I was working there and this one situation happened where I was doing something to a patient, I forgot, and I had like an ultrasound thing that I had to do. And you know, there's like the gel that you use and so you wipe it off afterward off the patient afterwards. And I used two paper towels instead of one paper towel. And the girl who managed me just flipped out, just completely Oh my God, flipped two out. paper
0: towels. Whoa, whoa, hold on. That, that's a bit much right there, two paper towels. Well, I know.
1: And she just flipped out and was yelling at me in front of the client and myself. And even the client is looking at me like, dude, like she could. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. And that was kind of like the last straw where I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm done. You know, no hard feelings. I'm out of here. Ended up going on a trip to Israel, went to my birthright trip, came back and met a mentor slash friend uh, at a restaurant for lunch. And he was like, why don't you just think about trying business? And I was like, you know what, maybe. And so Mm -hmm. I ended up just listening to TED Talks and podcasts. And I ended up stumbling on the book uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Mm -hmm. Kiyosaki. Yep. And, you know, that's everyone's like kind of like first introductory business, you know, to kind of expand your mind. And it really just expanded my mind on how to make money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I wanted to be a doctor and do this. This is the complete opposite of that, you know. And so then I read, you know, the other two books in his, you know, trilogy. And so I did that. And then I immediately called my school and I was like, you know what, I'm switching majors. Let's start with business all over again. So then I started with business. Um, I went into my sophomore year and I kind of started over, you know, I was taking classes with freshmen and it felt really weird, but I was like, you know, I just got to meet people. Mm -hmm. And I went to kind of like another club It was like an entrepreneur club in a way. And I heard this one guy talk and he talked a lot about this thing called e-commerce. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. So I followed him on Instagram and just kind of watched him do his thing and build these companies. And he was really cool. And I ended up also working at the same time at a medical tech startup company in San Diego. And that, and that was a lot of fun. And as I was working with this company, I was also trying to do things on the side and this is where my e-commerce company started kind of building and forming and you know this is where i did the youtube guru method and Mm -hmm. all that you know paying you know for courses by you know some 24 like 24 year old who's a millionaire and blah 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 you know and that went on for like a year or whatever and i was like why is nothing happening nothing's happening these ideas keep failing and i don't know i just really needed just to stop and just be like okay how do I make this an authentic company? Let's take this Mm step-by-step though. I'm building a real company and that I'm fulfilled by it. Right. And so that's when I then started getting interested into the men's grooming industry. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to make my own beard products. And so at first I did, and I kind of went through the route kind of again of the cheap Alibaba way. And, You know, just getting products from China and the whole thing, and so I started this beard company by doing that, and I just didn't like how it felt. And Mm -hmm. yeah, the profit margins were insane, and it was awesome. And you know, I'm making, you know, eighty bucks on a, you know, on an order. You know, is great, and it was awesome. Eighty bucks profit, it was great, Mm -hmm. and it was awesome. But then I just like kept feeling I'm like something's not right, you know. And then next thing I knew, COVID hit. And all of my deliveries and all my orders was getting backlogged, you know, from two to four weeks, from four to six weeks, six to eight weeks, 10 to 12 weeks. And that's when I was like, all right, let's pump the brakes here for a second, you know? And my supplier was like, yeah, we can't get you your products for 10 to 12 weeks. And I was like, well, that's not acceptable. So, (laughs) and I was just getting angry emails from customers over and over again. Like, this is a scam, we're gonna sue you, you know? And at the time I'm like 21 and I'm just like, oh my God, what is happening, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, am I actually going to get in trouble? The whole thing. And so I refunded everyone their money. I lost a ton of money on on this, you know, from the ad spend and refunding and Mm -hmm. logistics. Lost a ton of money, you know, lost inventory, the whole thing. And that is when I was like, okay, I'm going to do everything, you know, high quality. How can I be of service to people? How can I I over deliver on the Mm products? and the quality, and the experience, you know, that's where I found, you know, U.S. suppliers, and U.S. warehouses, and all that stuff, and so that's sort of what really make, like, made me feel really proud, and when I got samples of those products, and I started using them, I was like, whoa, this is, like, really, really good, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, I ordered, you know, um, like, a starting level of inventory, and then I shipped some out to some of my fraternity brothers, and I asked them for, um, their thoughts, and if they can make some testimonial videos videos for me, and they love it, and they continue to buy from me.
0: Yeah, and and yeah, definitely. I hear there's you know the closer you got to authenticity, the more successful you were. Yeah, and as it, always, COVID saved you from. Yeah, you might have just kept going being a Chinese dropshipping company. Yeah, and and just like, yeah, 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 kind of I totally agree. I, money and be like, well, I guess the money's good. I guess. Hmm.
1: Yeah, and I just. I don't know. They're, like that's kind of relating back to the mindset thing from earlier. It's like, you know, people saw COVID as this horrible thing and we're all indoors. Mm-hmm. And, that, and like, that's what kind of, I'd created bold grooming in the basement of my fraternity in our mm-hmm. meeting room. That's what like, that's where I would go and just work. I'm like, what else am I doing? I'm in lockdown right now. So I would just go down there and I would just work. Yep. You know? And so it's that whole mindset shift. And it's like this, like COVID was really beneficial for me.
0: Mm-hmm. but I think for a lot of people it was I mean I, I launched my business during covid nice. um, and for a lot of people it it, it was uh, Ivan Meisner of uh, BNI versus was, was the great pause kind of hmm. made everyone reevaluate everything and stop Like, okay wait what why am I doing this why am I you know a lot of people didn't go back to work because they realized their family they were they were you know making twenty seven thousand dollars a year working and spending twenty eight thousand dollars a year on daycare and clothes and food and eating out and all this stuff like, wait, I'm paying to work. Why don't I just not work to right. bring the kids home? And yeah, they're talking about like workforce participation rates. It's not like people just gave up. They, they said, this isn't worth it. I'm, I'm out. So yeah, you're, you're totally right. It was for, for people who looked at it the right way is a huge opportunity. Um, but yeah, I, I love that you, you kind of became dove into the, the authenticity to make a business. You can really be proud of products. You can be proud of. Um, yeah. I find uh, entrepreneurs kind of approach entrepreneurship from two different directions, either, from the way you did, which is I want a business, let me find one that's good. Mm-hmm. Or the other side, which is I have a product, let me figure out what to do with it. Um, yeah. And I, I think I kind of came from that end, I'm like, well, yeah, I'm good at coaching people and connecting, let's figure out how that's a business, I'm still kind of working on that. Um, yeah. Whereas you started the business side and kind of worked backwards over to finding the product and then and settled into that.
1: Yeah, I was just like, okay, like I know the niche I want, I know kind of the vision, but now where do I get the quality, where I get the products, where do mm-hmm. I get, you know, it's kind of like thinking of the giant vision working my way backwards, which was kind of yeah. cool. But I felt like also it's kind of working at both sides at the same time. So I'm like, okay, I got to start this way. I got to think about this way. You know, there's just a ton to think about. And a lot yeah. of things I had no, like, I didn't even think of things until it kind of like came in my face. And it's like, oh, like I need to, I need to think about those things, you know? Mm-hmm. I need to deal with those problems. I need to put out those fires. I need to, you know, talk to these people.
0: Yeah. So when you were getting started, uh, did was it mostly bootstrap? Did you have investment money to start with? Did you have savings? How did you how did you get that going?
1: So right now, it's currently fully boot, bootstrapped on my okay. own time. Um, I'm actually looking uh, for investor funding right okay. now. So I'm actually like, like, right before this, I was working on a pitch deck. So mm-hmm. it's cool, and it kind of. Kind of full circle back to that uh healthcare startup I used to work for, I would go in investor meetings with the CEO and pitch mm. and be in those meetings, so it kind of in a way prepared me for you know doing it now for my
0: own company and on my own
1: nice. uh, but yeah, so it's been fully bootstrapped and now'm uh, gonna go out and look for some investors
0: so it's so like when you got that started how much how much money did you need to get it Cause you you designed the website yourself, I assume.
1: No, so I actually so the very so like V one of the website I des, I designed on my own and mm-hmm. I am not that good with colors. I'm Aha. not good at design, and it actually looked a lot better than I'm kind of making it seem to be. I actually was very proud of how I did the website because um, I knew I had no experience doing any of it. Um, but I ended up basically um, just outsourcing it. I've outsourced a lot of things. Okay. Um, Cause I'm like, I might as well just give it to an expert who mm-hmm. knows what they're doing and I don't have to go through 15 more iterations. Yes. Um, and I've spent way more money and way more time than I ever could have thought building this company. It is mm-hmm. just, you know, and kind of back to the YouTube guru things like, you know, I started a multimillion dollar company with $500. Doesn't really work that way in the real, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm like, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of capital. And it's a ton of risk, you know, mm-hmm. I mean? it's a ton of risk and kind of on the risk. It's like, I, I don't know, I kind of put myself in a position, you know, I have friends who are in corporate life right now or who are in jobs, internships, and, you know, a lot of them will were work were looking for uh, stability and security and a paycheck. And that's great. And that's admirable. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally, I respect that totally. Um, but I'm kind of like, you know what, I'm 23 years old. I'm just going to turn this risk factor all the way up. Let's yep. see how risky I can go. You know, because I was thinking about being uh, a real estate agent. And mm-hmm. I did all the courses. I literally got my test date and got did everything up to getting the test date. And I was like, you know what? And I was doing this parallel to the company because mm-hmm. I was like, maybe the company won't work. I don't know. And I was looking at the document and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. And I've needed everything I have on real estate. And I was like, you know what? It's done. I'm going to go all in on this. Like, there's no plan B. I'm burning the boats. You know, I'm taking this island no matter how long or how hard it takes. Cause I know at the end of the road, it's going to be the most fulfilling thing. Yeah. You get to look back on it and be like, you know what? I did that. I went fully in. I took on all that risk and I bet on myself. And it mm-hmm. paid it off. Well,
0: and, and that's, you talk about stability and how you know the stable paycheck and whatnot. Um, that there's, I, I think a lot of people discovered last year, the stability of a paycheck is a myth. It's an illusion because all it takes is one person to decide when you need to cut that department. doesn't matter how good you are. doesn't matter how hard you work. Doesn't matter anything you did. You know, they cut loose the, the Island you're on and whew, off you go. Whereas in your business, like, yes, something could go horribly wrong. Um, but it's probably something you could have anticipated whether or not you did. Um, but it's, it's in your control. And even if it does go horribly wrong and you lose everything, you have everything you learned, all the connections you made, uh, all the resilience you built. Yeah. So you know, and I, I interviewed uh, Ken Krell in an earlier, o- earlier episode. He had a multi-million dollar real estate empire, I guess you'd say, and he lost everything in 2008, like down to sleeping on his mom's couch. Not but wrong. then he built it back up to a, his next multi-million dollar business because he'd done it before. He had the connections. He had the knowledge. He knew he could do it. So he had, there are people who lost their jobs, ended up on their mom's couches too, but they couldn't spring back because they they didn't control their lives. They were dependent on an employer, dependent on a boss. Yeah. And And so you've got in some ways more stability because you own your destiny.
1: Correct. And it's like, I look at things and it's like, you know, I'm in control of everything and whatever my actions Mm -hmm. are is going to determine the results. Like yesterday, I was like all day, I was like, the last thing I want to do is do this pitch deck because I know Mm -hmm. how artistically challenged I am. And, you know, you need to make it look a certain way. And I was just procrastinating all day. I'm like, that's the last thing I want to do. And then I realized I'm like, this is like this last part of getting the uh, pitch deck done and presenting to investors. I'm like, that's the last piece of the puzzle. I need to work on that now Mm hmm. So when th- things are ready to bump up and ramp up, that's already ready to go. The pitch is yes. done. The deck is done. It's ready to go. And then I just need to go make the deal. You know, so when that kind of like flicked in my mind, I was like, all right, let's go. Jumped up. started to, mm-hmm. get it ready to work, You know, yep.
0: yeah. Yeah. That, that's a huge thing to have those those key tools um, in place with some of my clients. Often the first question I'll ask them is if somebody showed up at your door with cash in their hand, could you take it? Um, you know, these people are just getting the business started and sometimes the answer is no. And they have not even thought about it. They're like, yeah, I don't have any clients yet. I'm not sure why. Well, if somebody tried to pay you, could you take it? No, I don't have a payment portal set up and I don't have film it set up. I'm like, well, stop, stop worrying about your marketing. Stop worrying about, you know, what color your walls are or what your logo looks like. Get a PayPal account, get a Stripe account, get something. So if somebody emails you and says, I want one, how do I get you the money? You're not like I don't know. Mail me a check, uh, really, right? You know, unlock the door and let someone hand you money first. The so same thing with your pitch deck. If a an investor were to you know hear this podcast or something and be like, "Oh yeah, I I like what you said. You seem to have a good energy. Uh, can you send me your pitch deck?" You don't want to be like,
1: "Well, exactly, right, <laughs> exactly,
0: yeah, yeah." You got to be able to, to seize those opportunities. Um. So so w- when you so do you have employees now or what's the stage of your business is at right now?
1: So right now I uh, work with independent contractors. I also work okay. with uh, freelancers. They help. Um, I work with some agencies for like uh, paid media and marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of it still. But right now, kind of like what I was back saying earlier, we are expanding a lot just in terms of product lines and the branding of everything. And so, mm-hmm. Uh, and with investor capital too, I think it's really gonna just really ramp it up and Absolutely. to an area. And maybe I will have to start hiring employees. I'm not sure yet. But
0: well, it's great yeah. where you are using all those independent contractors and freelancers is you got the flexibility. Correct. So if if they're not performing, you can get rid of them, assuming you're not too tangled up. You know, so yeah. sometimes you're you're really entwined with them, but but generally you can get rid of them. Exactly. Uh, and. If something happens and suddenly, um, you know, men's faces fall off, I don't know what would interrupt your industry, but if something happens, then you, you know, it's not like you have a staff you need to, you need to support. Uh, and so it's a really smart thing to be, to be doing it that way. And, and, and also delegating things out like the website, you know, let someone else do that, who knows how to do it Exactly. instead of burning yourself out. Being like, I must learn how to make a website. <laughs> I know.
1: And yeah, I mean, a lot of things that I outsource are like, you know, like the branding and the logo, the website mm-hmm. design, um, the paid media and the media buying. Like, that's really outsourced. I think like the biggest project I took on when I was first launching the company was getting the user generated content. Like, mm-hmm. that was probably the biggest thing for me because I have tons of user-generated content. And I'm very fortunate to be able to do that when it's like, in this market, in this time, user-generated content is everything. Because people Mm just, it's such social proof and people love seeing a face being like, yeah, this is great. I love this. This makes me feel good, you know? And it Mm -hmm. really has a big selling point, especially because all the user-generated content I have is of people in my target market, you know? Nice. So it's very repurposeful. And you know, I had to write the scripts, the directions, get, you know, I edited the videos and everything. And so it was it was it was fun. It's a lot of
0: work, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um and so you know, as as you're moving forward, um, you know, if someone's listening and they're the the ideal person you need to meet, who are you trying to meet right now who, you know, that that connection would would move you, you know, help you move forward, make things better. Any guy that's looking just to be like
1: a better version of himself you know whether it's because like our slogan is be bold and be you okay and it's kind of just everyone can make that unique you know it's the whole thing of you know look good <clears throat> excuse me look good and feel good and so you mm-hmm. start acting in a certain way and start acting differently than you normally would you know kind of okay. getting you out of those limiting beliefs it's just embodied through the products you know and so it's for someone who <clears throat> excuse me um who just really is trying to be an authentic version of themselves and be confident and be different and just really strive for the moon. You know what I mean? And just nice, yeah. try to like really just up their game and up themselves. And even for some guys who are just lost and have no idea what products to put on their face or their beard or their hair, it's like, dude, we got you. Like, no need to worry. Like we're right here. We tell you exactly what you need. No questions asked. Like there's no BS to it. Like this is what you need. We give it to you in these three steps and you'll be good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I love that because I, I hear some of that, that language in a lot of like women focused groups and brands mm-hmm. that, you know, self-care and take care of yourself and taking care of each other and, and, you know, be yourself and being bold and whatnot, but you don't often hear that for men. I think it's because we have this this ethos in our country, like, men don't need emotional support. We're manly. We've got it all under control. And if we don't, well, we do. I a
1: hundred percent. And, you know, I think back to that godfather role, you know, that mm-hmm. I played in the fraternity, it's, you know, I was kind of like an older brother and a dad, basically to, you know, 150 guys, um, that really just respected me. And I think it goes back also to, you know, I grew up, uh, my father passed away when I was very young. And so I grew up with just a single mom. And so a lot of things, you know, growing up and learning, you know, about, you know, manhood and puberty and growing up like the whole thing, like I had to kind of figure a lot of it out on my own. And so it kind of, I guess, goes back all the way to that. But also just in general, just helping guys who are just stuck or don't know. And it's like, dude, I'm saving you all the time of all those Google searches of all the YouTube videos you're going to watch. Like this is literally what you need to start off with and just keep a routine. You don't need any of the fancy things, these three steps and you are good. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that. I love the, the, of the energy and the focus there on, on kind of making them their best, their best selves. So, so you, you talk about getting investment. Uh, so what's the next step? Where's bold grooming, where
1: are you boldly going next? So right now, what we're doing is that. So, bold grooming has been. So, what I wanted to do, bold grooming. I wanted to become the all-inclusive men's grooming brand, right? Because so many of my competitors out there. I mean, they have great products, great branding, and you know, if I was to meet a competitor, I would love to buy them a cup of coffee, ask them how they did. It. Mm-hmm. Because the men's grooming industry, it's super competitive and it's very expensive to get into. And so we started bold grooming as trying to be the all-inclusive men's grooming company, kind of like that Mm -hmm. go-to company for people, you know, starting out in their uh, grooming journey and just keep them as long as possible. And the thing though, is that with starting out with just beard, because we only have a beard kit right now, it kind of gave away the impression that we're solely just a beard company. And
0: I was Uh, like,
1: I don't want that. And you know, when I was talking about the outsourcing and the freelancers I was working with, they're like, we need to gear everything toward beard, 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 beard. I'm like, well, I'm not looking for beard enthusiasts. I'm looking for people who want to, who are my age in their twenties, early thirties, who want to just look better and get that new confidence. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, how do we do that? And so mm-hmm. it took me a ton of time, ton of capital to realize that it's like, okay, I need to kind of relaunch the brand as that. It's already the all inclusive thing in the mm-hmm. all inclusive brand. So I have the, you know, the perfect trifecta of hair products, skin products, Beard products as kind of like phase one, and then you know, shaving and shower like that'll be later down the line. But it's like these three um, sub markets within the grooming niche are so popular, and you know, every guy has one of those products. You know what I mean? In today's time, someone has something for their hair, their skin, or their beard. like that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I'm really trying to rebrand the brand and like the messaging is still the same and it's it's still the same to its core but now we're coming to the market and we're like hey we have all the products you need and if one guy buys you know my skincare line they're probably gonna buy the hair stuff and then if they ever grow a beard probably buy the beard stuff Mm. you know and so i want to bring this image of it's like we're the all-inclusive company you know we have everything you need because a ton of competitors right now are only specializing in one vertical which okay. Is great and they have great products. But the thing is that some people try to move away from that vertical, and it's like, well, you're you're known for skincare. Why are you selling beard products? Or I don't mm-hmm. really like your beard products because you're not a beard company. You're this company. Yeah. You know? And that's where kind of my path is leading down. And I was like, all right, let's pump the brakes again. Like, that's not where I want to go. You know, I want to be the all inclusive go to men's grooming brand. Mm-hmm. That everyone will look at bold grooming and be like, Oh, I'm gonna start there.
0: Yep. And and you're selling you know men's confidence more even than just, just men's beard care or grooming. Correct. It's uh, just
1: embodied through the products. Yeah. In the yeah, messaging and the user generated content. It's just them relating to that emotion of yep. new them.
0: That's that's fantastic. So, so I got your website here on my other screen, boldgrooming.com. Um, and then you also on you know Facebook and Instagram and all, yeah. all the rest of those? Yep, at bold grooming. Okay, very good. Um, so do you have any, any final thoughts you want to share with people, especially someone who's thinking about like starting their own business or getting started? What, what would your advice be um, for someone who's kind of early, early in their life and thinking like, oh, I don't know about this corporate world, uh, but I don't know what else to do?
1: I would say that it's a ton of risk. It's a ton of time. It's a ton of money. But it's been so fulfilling for me. I think everyone should do it. You know, if you okay. have... Some idea, especially in America, it's such a consumerist country. People are going to buy stuff. You know, you can sell a potato gun. If you can sell a potato gun online, you can sell anything. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like everyone is buying something. You just got to tap into the people and get them kind of like pre-framed and prepped for your brand. And so for anyone that's thinking about, you know, kind of maybe not corporate world, entrepreneurial world, go for it 100%. The worst thing that happens is you meet a lot of people and you learn a lot okay. that you can then provide value to for other things in your life. So I say go for it.
0: I love it I love it and yeah and even if you lose money you know people go to grad school they lose money there.
1: A ton of money there.
0: No <laughs> nobody ever makes a profit in school so nope. yeah so they at least got a chance. So yeah it's a great uh, you can't win if you don't play. I love that. Um, so people can find you at, at boldgrooming.com uh, and then you said at boldgrooming, yeah at the various other other platforms. So check that out you see some of that user generated content and all the rest. Uh, and Brian, it has been awesome having you on the show. I love your, your story, your energy and all the great things you're doing, um, with what could otherwise be a simple beard care company. You're really making into something that's really exciting. So it's been, been great to meet you and great to hear the story. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. This has been the guy who knows a guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation podcast.